Hey y'all, welcome to the Girl Get Your Voice Back podcast, a podcast all about helping women to overcome condemnation and silent shame by standing on the promises of God and coupling faith with action. Four times a month, I deliver the truth that many don't want to hear, but if you heed to what I'm saying, you're bound to be set free and walk boldly in your assignment. I'm your host, Ebony D. James, and I aim to amplify women's voices and help them to walk into their God-given mandate fearlessly and strategically. Today, we're talking about confronting and standing up to our tendency to cower, to shrink, or hide in the face of difficulty, challenges, and poor decision-making. So, we are learning about how to resist the urge to shrink, period, period. And so y'all know, if y'all been listening to my podcast every week, I always start with an anchor scripture, y'all. Literally, I have like seven of them this week, but I'm only going to give you all the two. I'm going to give you all two major anchor scriptures, and then I am going to like keep going through the topics Um, And my talking points, and I'll probably give you all two more that I think are very, very, very foundational to what I'm saying when it comes to resisting the urge to shrink, okay? So, let's get into these anchor scriptures. And the first scripture is going to come from 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. And the New King James Version says, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. And for this scripture, I really want to point out the part where it says, and not be ashamed, because usually when we're shrinking, it's because we're ashamed. Um, When we're shrinking, it's because we're afraid. But it says, Abide in him so when he does appears, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, when you're in the presence of God, when you're walking with him, when you're journeying with him, when you're doing life with the father, it says we may have confidence before him and at his coming and we will not be ashamed, right? And so 1 John 2.28 really gives you like an overview look of like what it looks like and why we need to abide with him, why we need to walk with him. And then... Of course, we have this um, other scripture that kind of goes into it. Um, I'm trying to see if I want to give this one to you all or kind of wait to the end. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to keep it at 1 John 2.28 for now. 1 John 2.28, and I'm going to read it again. I started in the New King James Version, and usually I have like two to three different translations, but for this week, I only got y'all with the New King James Version, and I'll read that one again. It says, and now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming, okay? Okay. And so I have two more that I'm going to get into later, but I just want to get started with um, shrinking. What does it mean to shrink? And we all know, obviously, when we're talking about size, if I'm big, if I'm shrinking, I'm getting smaller, right? Okay, so the first definition of shrinking means 
to become or make smaller in size or amount. It also means to move back or away, especially because of fear or disgust. To shrink means to move back or away, especially because of fear or disgust. And you can look up those definitions. I ain't make up the end of part where it says, especially because of fear. Um, but some synonyms to shrinking is to pull back, to retreat, to withdraw, to flinch, to cower, and to back away. And I wish I had my video on so I can kind of show you like what some of these things look like. But usually when we hear words like retreat, it's usually like doing war or a battle. And the army that's about to get, you know, handled, they start retreating. So you start seeing all of these soldiers. Like if you just consider a movie, you will see all of these soldiers and they start running away in every which direction. They ain't even running in the same direction. They just trying to flee as fast as they can because of fear, right? Because they now know like, dang, what did I get myself into? Um, I don't want to die, so I'm going to run. I'm going to retreat, Okay. To withdraw, same thing. And then to flinch, right? Imagine someone, so I grew up, y'all, I would fight a lot. And I grew up around all boys, so it was like, I had to get it how I got it. And so to flinch is like, you know, somebody acting like they finna hit you, and you flinch. Like, you kind of draw back, because you don't want to get hit, right? And so flinch, and like I'm literally doing it while I'm talking to y'all, but y'all can't see me. But guess what? We coming with videos soon, y'all. I'm just trying to get settled into our condominium um, that we just moved to in Atlanta. And once I get settled with everything, y'all, and once I get my boys in school, I got y'all with the videos. I promise, I promise, I promise. So hopefully that's like in March or April. Sooner the better, but I really don't know. And then also shrink means to cower, right? It's like, oh, I'm, I'm afraid, I'm a coward. And every time I hear the word coward, I think of... um. Is it Courage the Red Dog or something we used to watch or see in um, Courage? No, it was on a movie or something. Y'all, I was born in the early 90s. And so, it was. It must have been a TV show. And it was like Courage or something, a little dog or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I always see that dog. And he's like afraid of everything and everybody. And so, he was. he shrunk a lot, right? And so, here's what I want you all to know. Submission and shrinking are not the same thing, okay? Submission is when you honor someone, so you're submitting to them, right? Your husband, leadership, people who have authority over you. But it's not shrinking. You're not becoming smaller because you submit. Let me say that again. Just because you are submitting to someone does not mean you are becoming smaller, right? You are honoring them in their leadership, in their authority over you, and you're submitting to that leadership. You're submitting to your husband, but you're not shrinking. Like, your husband doesn't get big so you can get smaller, right? You're a team. And so, I do want to point that out because I think sometimes people don't like the idea of submitting because they feel like they have to shrink. Like, even in marriage, like, I never have to shrink. I don't have to cower down. I don't have to move back from what God is calling me to because I'm now married, right? I also 
do what God has called me to, whether in ministry or business with my children. And I also support my husband to do what God called him to do. And so a lot of times we partner in what we do, but then sometimes he has his own thing going on and I support him because I'm submitted to him and whatever he needs my support with, I got him, right? But I never shrink or allow myself not to do what God called me to do because I'm trying to make sure he's doing what, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't work like that. So that's a good point. Like if you taking notes, write that down. Submission does not equate to shrinking and you never have to shrink be, to make someone else bigger, okay? Everyone can be in their purpose doing what God calls them to do at the same time. All right, so in what areas do we shrink in our life, right? And a lot of times we think we just shrink when it comes to, you know, oh, I'm going to get in a fight, I'm, finna, I'm afraid, right? Or in battle, I'm afraid I'm going to shrink, right? But usually we see ourselves like if you can just imagine or just take a quick review or reflect over your life and ask yourself like what areas have I shrunk in throughout my lifetime, right? You can shrink in your marriage. And I just kind of gave an example of that. You can also shrink when it comes to motherhood, right? You feel like now that you have children, you can't do anything but be a mother. And so you don't do what God called you to do. You start shrinking. You you, you don't feel equipped or um, that you have the time. And I'm going to talk to y'all about something at the end of this podcast episode for um, when we get into like limiting beliefs like that, because it's going to be very important. And then you can also shrink in the areas of, of, of business and career, right? How often have you been into an interview and, you know, you know you are equipped for this position, but some way, shape, or how, I don't know, we get into these interviews and it's like, man, the, the boldness and confidence that you had when you were practicing in the mirror, it kind of slips away. You feel intimidated because of the people who are before you because they're asking you all these questions and you want to get it right. It's like this overwhelming sense of perfectionism come in. And it started causing you to stutter. Y'all remember the the um, the answers to the questions you was just practice, practicing in the car. You know, and you just begin to shrink. Or how often have you been um, given a, a salary, right? A job offers you the position that you've been praying for. And then when they tell you, like, what that salary is going to look like, you know that your experience your education background, all of those things mean that you need to have a higher salary. But instead of you being bold and confident in knowing who you are and what you're equipped to do and what you bring to the table and your value, right? Instead of you saying like, hold up, and kind of telling them like, yeah, no, that's not enough for me. Or before you even think to counter offer them, you immediately shrink. Right? Out of fear, out of desperation, out of whatever, you shrink and you accept the offer that you know is not good enough for you. Right? So we do it in business, in our careers. We do it in our relationships, in our friendships, right? You know, especially if we have a friend or someone in our family that's doing big things, right? We tend to shrink. And it's like, no, you don't have to shrink in your relationships. You don't have to shrink in your friendships, right? I don't care what your friend is doing. You can be who, like, 
the thing is, is your identity, right? Once you know who God is calling you to be, you be that person in every situation, in every relationship. Because we also shrink when it comes to our family. We know God is calling us to be this pastor or this minister. And it doesn't even have to be ministry, right? For you, it could be like God is calling you to be a, a CEO of a secular company, right? He's calling you to be a millionaire. But it's like, you didn't come from a family of millionaires. Actually, you're the first millionaire in your family. But it's like when you get around your family, you have to shrink. You don't want to wear certain clothes or, you know, do certain things or go certain places because, you know, they're going to be like, um, you know, she thinks she all this because she got money. No, I am all that, boo, because I got money. But I was all that before I got money. You know what I'm saying? So these are the areas we begin to shrink in our life. And you could probably think of other areas that you shrunk in in your life in school. Right? How many times have we failed a test on purpose? Right? I don't know. Maybe somebody was cheating off your test and because you didn't want them to get the right answers, you failed. Or maybe you didn't want people to think that you was that smart person in school. We shrink in different areas at different ages, right? You don't stop shrinking when you reach a certain age. You shrink when you're in elementary, middle school, high school, college. You can shrink when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, if you're married, if you're single, if you got children or you don't. Like, at some point in our life, we've all shrunk, right? I have never met one person who wouldn't be able to relate to this in some area of their life. And let me tell you what shrinking looks like. So, I gave you some examples of what it could look like in different areas. But shrinking can also look like making excuses, right? You're making excuses for whatever reason, and it's because you're shrinking. Oh, well, mm, yeah, I can't do that, or I don't have time for that, or uh, I don't want to do that, or I'm just not good enough for that. You're making an excuse, and you're shrinking. It, that's what you're doing. Ultimately, it's shrinking, but you're, it's coming out or manifesting as an excuse, right? It also can look like procrastination. What? Yes. Shrinking can look like procrastination. It can look like not launching your business. It can look like not completing an application, right? You know you need to apply for this position, but you're like, man, I'm not going to even complete this application because I know I'm not qualified for this job. I'm looking at the requirements and all of that, and I do not even meet these requirements. But God told you to apply to that job, but you're looking like, oh, it said I got to have a, a bachelor's degree. It said I had to have 10 years of experience in this industry. But you know you called to apply for this position because God already told you it was yours. But you're like, man, I'm not going to even complete this application because I'm intimidated by just the requirements that's on the application. Like, you don't even give yourself a chance. And then shrinking looks like negative self-talk. Like, you know, everybody out here talking about positive affirmations and all of this stuff. But, you know, you can get around certain people in certain environments. Or you can just be around yourself. And you find yourself having some kind of negative self-talk. That's shrinking. Okay? Shrinking can also look like false humility. Right? You downplaying your gifts. Your talents, your abilities, 
That's called shrinking. I'll give you all an example, y'all. So I am a worshiper at heart, right? And I love to sing, but I don't like singing around people. I used to be on the worship team at church, leading worship, all this stuff, y'all. But I'm just not into performing, right? What they sound like? Making an excuse. Oh, I ain't, I'm not a performer. I don't want to perform for people when they ask me to sing. That's an excuse, right? Or maybe it's like, for, for that same example of singing, right? It's like, man, I really want to make these YouTube videos or these Instagram stories or reels of me singing. But it's like, I'll do it later. I'm going to do, do it in about two, three more months. I'm going to do it for real next year. Procrastination. You're shrinking, right? It's like negative self-talk. Well, it's like, oh, I sound good when I'm in the shower and, you know, when I'm in my room by myself. But I feel like when I start singing in front of other people, I sound ugly or something like that. Negative self-talk, right? It's like, man, I feel like I want to start these this YouTube channel with me just singing. But you never start the YouTube channel. That's not launching, a.k.a. shrinking. Right? Or somebody is like, oh, girl, was that you singing? You sound good. And you're like, oh, you know, I can sing a little bit. False humility, a.k.a. shrinking. Where you're downplaying your gifts. And maybe it's not singing for you. Maybe it's speaking. Right? Oh, well, you know, I ain't that good of a speaker. Maybe it's writing, you know. Or maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's cooking. Whatever it is for you, you're downplaying your gifts and your talents and your abilities that God freely gave to you for whatever reason. And I'm going to get into what the reasons are. And lastly, which is a big reason right here, shrinking looks like fear of man, fear of success, fear of failure, right? A lot of times when we start shrinking, it's usually because of fear. And I... Since we're on the part where we're talking about fear, let me give you the two examples. And so, um, I probably mentioned this in the last podcast, but I've been reading the Bible in chronological order. And it's just been coming alive to me in a new way. Um, Just hearing these stories that I've heard. I grew up in the church, y'all. I grew up in the church in Kojic. And then once I got into high school, I ended up starting going to church with my grandma, who was um, in a Baptist church. And then once I got to college, I went non-denominational. None of that stuff matters. But what I'm saying is I grew up in a church. I was going to church every day, basically. Bible study, Sunday school, Sunday service, evening service, choir rehearsal. I was at everything, okay? And so, literally, I'm going through this Bible, reading it for myself, just because one of my desires is just to grow more in knowledge of who God is, um, what his word says for myself, Right? And so that's what I've been doing since um, last year. And God is just revealing to me so much during this journey and this process of seeking him more. And um, so right now I'm in 1 Samuel. Um, I'm actually probably about to come out of 1 Samuel. But two scriptures that I took note of this week, one was in Judges, right? And it was Judges 6 and 15. And when we're talking about resisting the urge to shrink, I want to tell you that in the Bible, there were people who shrunk, right? They didn't, like God would tell them to do something or call them something. And they would be like, what? Me? 
So Gideon was an example of this, right? So in Judges chapter 6, verses 15, um, basically the Lord had told Gideon that he will use him, one man, to defeat um, the people. And I read this last week or something, so I don't have the whole scripture or the whole chapter up. So Gideon was told that they would use him and him alone to defeat the people. And Gideon's response in verse 15 was like, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. Not only is my clan the weakest, but I am the least in my father's house. So you see how Gideon shrunk? He started making excuses like, Lord, how can you call or use me? How can I, one man of the weakest clan and the least in my father's house, save a nation? My God, this is some good stuff, y'all. I don't know what y'all be reading, but when I be reading about it, I be like, oh, come, come through with the word, right? And so it's like, man, how many times do we do that with God? He's calling us to do something. He's saying we're this and we're that. And we're like, hmm? Lord, me? Do you know where I came from? You know I grew up in North Memphis, right? <laughs> like, you know, none of my family have reached six figures in their life. We've lived in poverty our whole life. You talking about me? I'm going to be selling millions in into the kingdom like what lord you you want me to go to battle you know i'm the weakest of the weakest surely you ain't talking about me you want me to have four five six kids you're calling me to be a mother of all these children i didn't even have a mother to mother me right or maybe you a dude listening to this podcast hey but maybe you're like wait you're calling me to fatherhood not only to natural children, but to spiritual children too. I ain't even have an example of what that looked like. Now, surely you ain't calling me. Lord, you calling me to be a pastor? And you know, I was, just two, three, four years ago, I was out here selling drugs. I been in and out of jail, but you want to call me? You want to use me? Surely you don't know who you calling. How, can, how we going to tell God, like, you must not know. Like, we're telling God something. Oh, Gideon said, Lord. He was like, uh, you know I come from the weakest clan. And not only that, I'm the least of those in my father's house. As if God don't already know. But let me tell you, it wasn't just him. Because then we get to 1 Samuel 9. And then we have Saul. Right? And we know Saul was, right, he was called to be the king of Israel. When they asked for a king, Saul was the one who was chosen by God, right? And when Samuel is telling Saul, basically, that he's about to be the king, what was Saul's response? So in 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 21, Saul answered and said to Samuel, he said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? And not only am I of the smallest tribe, my family is the least of all the families of the tribe. What you mean I'm finna be king? <laughs> and it's like, why do we always feel like 
Let me tell you, let me see if I can go back to the full chapter. Because before Saul said this, it says that his daddy was a mighty man of power. And then we all know that Sam, um, not Sam, Saul was more handsome in all. He was the most handsome person in all of Israel. And even when it said when they gathered at Mizpah, it said when he finally, they finally got him because, you know, he was hiding, right? When it was time for him to be anointed as king, he was hiding from the people. And when they got him, they said when he stood among all of the children, he was the tallest, right? And it's like, how come we don't see ourselves like God sees us? God is calling us this and he sees us as this, but we're like, we the smallest, we the weakest, we the lamest, we the poorest, we all the if we can be except what he called us, right? It's a lack of identity. So I definitely want y'all to go and read all of Judges 6 in all of 1 Samuel 9. Matter of fact, you can read all of the book of Judges and all of the book of 1 Samuel, right? And it's going to bless your life. I promise you it's going to bless your life. But let's keep going, right? What you see here in Judges 6 and 1 Samuel 9, you have people who don't know who, who they are, right? But not only this, you see like fear overtake people. And usually when we fear, we shrink. It says we draw back. And we even can think of Adam and Eve in the garden when when they, after they had ate of the fruit, what did they do? They started hiding. It said they, they, they started hiding. So they drew back. They backed away because they started shrinking because they feared what God was going to do with them because he had already told them not to eat from the tree. Okay? So shrinking is basically a manifestation of fear. We've come to the point where we've idolized fear. We've, we're so afraid of man. We're so afraid of, of success. We're so afraid of failure that we're willing to be disobedient to God, that we're willing to ignore all the things that he said we work and we start shrinking and doing our own thing. Let me tell you what shrinking leads to because my kids just walk back in the door from outside. So at any moment, this podcast can end. <laughs> and it's so good. So let me tell you right quick. Shrinking leads to delay. Okay, it leads to lack and poverty, right? Because your mindset is not aligned to what God is showing you. Like you can't be shrinking and have a a, a, a a mindset of abundance. You can't have an abundant mindset and you shrinking. It don't work like that. Shrinking leads to an unfulfilled life. Shrinking leads to unachieved goals. It leads to depression. It leads to anger, jealousy, comparison. Right? Shrinking can even lead to suicide. Y'all, it's, this is so real because people aren't talking about this. When you're dealing with, when you're a person who does, who don't resist the urge to shrink, you, you put yourself in a position where you can't receive the promises and the blessings of God. Right? He's telling you, like, I want you to go here. I want you to do this. I want you to be this person. I want you to say this. And you're so afraid. And whatever you're afraid of, you know what it is. You're so afraid. So you're saying, oh, well, all of the limited beliefs that's in your mind, you're saying them out loud. Well, Lord, I'm the weakest of the weakest clan. Right? Listen, I used to say something like this. Because maybe it's not all the examples I said before. Let me tell you another example. I'm just going to tell you about my life. Okay? I used to say, you know, I'm called to the background, y'all. Outside of me being a minister of the gospel, right? 
outside of me encouraging women to be all who God called them to be. Outside of all of these things, being a mother, a wife, and all of this stuff, y'all, I am a kingdom administrator. That's one of the assignments on my life is to administrate the kingdom. And I do that, and I have an agency called the Empire Effect Agency where I help faith-based um, leaders, entrepreneurs, organizations, and ministries basically build from the ground up. And I also support them with um, any administrative tasks or things that they need done administratively so that they can focus more in their zone of genius and impact more for the kingdom, okay? And so I've been doing administration for a very long time. And one of the things I used to say was, I am called to the background. I am called to the background, not even realizing that while I'm in the background, working and building other people's ministries and building up other people's brands, I was being prepared in the background. You got to understand when you're called to the background and when you're just being prepared in the background, right? You're being prepared for your unveiling. You're not called to the background permanently. For some of you, maybe you are. Maybe that's your assignment is just to serve. And that's 100% okay. But for me, I'm called, I was called to serve for a season. And guess what? I'm called to serve in every season, right? I'm a pillar. I help build people. I help build brands. I help build people up. I help build ministries and organizations. And so in my mind, I'm, I'm called to the background. I ain't trying to be no speaker. I ain't trying to be on no platform. I'm not trying to be on no Instagram videos. I'm not trying to be... I, don't even, I ain't even trying to be on Instagram, right? That's the kind of stuff that would come out of my mouth, not realizing that was just me shrinking. That was just me manifesting fear. I'm, I'm really just afraid. You know what I'm saying? When I look back, I'm like, well, I really just was afraid. I, I didn't want to speak, right? I was cool with where I was. It wasn't like I was lying, but I was shrinking, okay? And so think about some of the things that you've been saying that you're called to to avoid something else, right? I'm just called to motherhood. Girl, bye. I'm just called to, to this. Okay. But you better know that you're being called and you're not being disobedient, right? And so, how do we overcome? So, I told y'all all of this, but let's get to the real, the real help, the real healing. Let's start this journey of, like, overcoming all of this shrinking, Overcoming all of this fear. It's so many ways that we can start this process of overcoming the urge to shrink, right? We need to understand who and whose we are, right? So first thing first is identity. Identity, like who is your daddy? Who are who does your daddy say you are? Right? And then we need to separate how we feel from fact. But not only do we need to separate how we feel from fact, but then we need to go a step further and separate what seems to be fact versus what God says, right? Um, I was in a, a conference or something last year and the person who was speaking or preaching, um, he basically was saying like, listen, you can go to the doctor's office, right? And they can diagnose you or a family member with breast cancer. And you can take that. It's for, for, it looks like it's a fact, right? You can take that fact and run with it. 
or you can choose to believe what God has called you. The doctor saying, yeah, you only got six months to live, but God has promised me all these things. Ain't no way I'm finna die in six months. And he told me I'm gonna live to see my grandchildren. There's just no way. Right? So you have to separate feelings from fact, but then you also, sometimes you have to come above what it looks like in the natural. What the doctors are saying, you gotta come above that because the doctor's saying, yeah, you sick and you got this and you got that, but but God said, by his stripes you are healed, right? The doctors are saying one thing, but what is God? what has God said? Right? Your family members and your friends, they're saying, listen, here's another example, right? So let's talk about David. And I don't have the scripture, but, oh, no, yes, I do. Let's talk about David. We all know the story of David and Goliath and all of that. And it says, listen, no matter what it looks like, walk into what God called you to walk into. No matter what the people around you are saying, I don't care if it's a doctor. I don't care if it's somebody who's wiser than you. I don't care if it's somebody who's powerful or stronger or more influential than you. What did God tell you to do? What has God called you and it's either you know it or you don't. And if you don't know it, you need to figure it out. Right? Listen, David was unbothered um, about the size of Goliath. When everyone else was afraid, or when everybody around you was trying to project their own fear and all of these things on you, you got to rise up. David said to Saul, he was like, listen, let me just tell you a little bit about myself. Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, guess what your boy did? Listen, it ain't come after me. I went after it. In verse 35, I think this is 1 Samuel 19. I really don't know. I ain't writing it down. I just got the verses. But he was like, listen, when the lion and bear came and tried to take a lamb out of the flock, and he didn't say the, the lion and bear came after me. He said he went after the bear. He went after the lion and struck it and delivered the lamb from his mouth. And when it tried to rise against him, he said, I caught it by his beard and struck it and killed it. He said, listen, I done killed both lion and bear. And y'all telling me that this uncircumcised Philistine is, is, is stronger than a lion and a bear? He said, listen, this uncircumcised, uncircumcised Philistine is going to be like one of them. Because he undefied the armies of the living God. And while y'all over here scared, I got some for him. He said, the same God that delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he going to deliver me from him. He going to deliver me from Goliath. He going to deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And what Saul said, all right, do what you do. Go and let the Lord be with you. That's what Saul said to David. But everybody else was afraid. Everybody else was scared. And so you got to separate feelings from fact. The fact is that Goliath, it, it looked like Goliath was going to overthrow David. That he was going to slaughter him instantly. Right? No questions asked. Based on his size, the fact is that Goliath should have killed David. That's fact. That's why I said you got to go a step further because I don't care what the fact is saying. What did God say? He said, listen, 
The same God that delivered me from this hand of the lion and the paw of the bear is going to be the same God that's going to deliver me from this Philistine. Y'all can be afraid and be back here if y'all want to, but um, I'll go. <laughs> Send me out, though, Lord, because I know what's up. I know who my God is. I know what you brought me out of in the past. I know what you delivered me from in the past. I know what you kept me from in the past. So send me, Lord, I'll go. Everybody else scared, but I ain't going to let their feelings project over me. Right? Sometimes you got to visualize yourself as who God called you to be. And then you got to make decisions based. Because even if, even if David didn't even truly believe, right? Sometimes you got to visualize yourself. I got to visualize myself as this person. And then I make a decision based on who God called me to be. Even if I don't 100% believe in myself, I just need to make the decision based on it. Right? I like to call that walking by faith or having supernatural faith and supernatural boldness and supernatural confidence. Because it ain't in my own strength. That's why it's supernatural. It ain't me. It ain't, it ain't me just being a confident person. It's no, it's the God in me is confident. And so I'm just exuding with confidence because I have the living God on the inside of me. Right? And then another way you overcome the urge to shrink is just by positive self-talk. Listen, and I ain't the one to just be calling out these random affirmations. You need to get in your Bible. Find a scripture and turn it into an affirmation. Turn it into a declaration and decree that over yourself every day, every morning. Whenever the enemy tries to put these thoughts and these negative beliefs and limiting beliefs inside of your head, you go to your word and you decree and declare that. Turn that in. I like biblical affirmations. Okay? Use those because you that's the promise of God. Because you can say all these other affirmations if you want to. What did God say? Period. All right. And then, you know, I'm being on community. That's one of my um, steps on how I got healed and, and, and restored from after I had an abortion. Right. I was dealing with so much condemnation and shame and all of these things. It was easy for me to shrink in that season. But one of the things I had to do was get around community. I had to get around people who saw me as God saw me and who weren't going to allow me to be mediocre. Right. So for you, it may be a community of like minded believers. For some of you, it may be it may be a therapist or, or a therapist support group. Well, whoever it is for you, get around people who aren't going to allow you to shrink, right? And if you're around people and they're allowing you to shrink and they shrinking too, you need to find you some other people. You need to learn from your mistakes. You need to understand what your strengths and weaknesses are, but realize they don't define or limit you, okay? And then celebrate yourself. The Bible says do not despise small beginnings, right? So you need to celebrate the small wins. You need to celebrate every baby step, right? Celebrate yourself. Celebrate these moments. Because when you don't celebrate, it's like you don't even really appreciate it. Right? And then I talked about like no matter what it looks like, walk into what God calls you to walk in into. Okay, and then I'll leave y'all with this quote. I've seen this um, on Instagram. And um, 
I'm not sure who the person is. It was like one of those pages that be having like a lot of quotes or prophetic words or something. And it was like, God is not asking, are you qualified? He's asking, are you willing? Right? So if we go back to the, the example of shrinking when it comes to like job interviews. It's like, if God sent you to that interview, it ain't because he thought you was qualified. He just wants to know if you were willing to go. If you were willing to say yes. Y'all know it's people who really out here going to jobs that they did not qualify for. They don't have the experience or the education for. And they're getting these positions. Why? Because they were sent. Come on. I'm looking for some people who know that they've been sent to rise up. It said God is not asking, are you qualified? He's asking, are you willing? He's not asking if you if you've been in school for singing. He said, are you, are you willing to lead my people into worship? He's not asking, have you written a book before? Or did you take a writing class? Or if you were an English major, he said, are you willing to write, write this testimony down into book format and give it to these women? Right? He didn't ask, like, are you a speaker? Have you been in these speaker workshops? Did you join these classes to be a, such an eloquent speaker? He said, are you willing to speak? Are you willing to say what I've called you to speak? He said, oh, who was it? Was it, was it Jeremiah? Who was like, Lord? Or was it Moses? I think it was even Moses. Maybe both of them, y'all. He, he, he said like, oh, I, are you a good speaker? I, I need you to, you know, be the man for the children of Israel. He was like, I don't care about none of that. I need to use you. He asked Gideon, was like, well, you know, I, I, you got some strength? Have you been to war before? No, he just said, I'm going to use you one man to deliver, right? Y'all remember the story of Gideon? He he started off with a large army. God was like, nah, okay. I don't want to use them because then they'll start saying that it was them. Nah, I'm going to get the glory out of this. And so Gideon went to army with 300 men. But listen, I just want you, I don't know, I don't even want to recap. It was so good, but listen, y'all need to understand what shrinking is, how you've been shrinking in your life. Figure out why, what's the root of your shrinking, is it fear? What areas of your life have you been shrinking in? Identify like what shrink manifests as in your life. Is it making excuses? Is it procrastination? Is it not completing things? Is it negative self-talk? Is it false humility or downplaying your gifts and talents and abilities? Figure out who you've been shrinking around. Like, if you find yourself shrinking in certain groups and certain um, relationships around certain people, you need to identify that and, and deal with that because that may be a thing. Right? And then you need to figure out what your shrinking may be leading to. Destruction, delay, lack, an unfulfilled life, unachieved goals. Right? Really, shrinking is just disobedience. Right? And to disobey God is to reject God. And I ain't going to even get into that because that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother day. And so, and then use these things, some of these tips of how do you overcome the urge to shrink. And start with identity. Because if you've been shrinking, then there's some mindset or some ideals or belief that you need to deal with. And then get in community. 
begin to speak life and to have positive self-talk by using biblical affirmations. That's using scriptures and the promises of God. And speaking those over your life, over your day, over your situation, in different times and um, circumstances of your life. Okay? And remember this quote. God is not asking, are you qualified? He's asking, are you willing? So ask yourself, am I willing? <laughs> am I truly willing to go? Am I truly willing to be used by God? Am I truly willing to be sent on assignment for his name's sake, for his glory and his glory alone? So that's all I have for you all today. I want to thank you all so much for joining me this week on the Girl Get Your Voice Back podcast. Listen, if you're interested in learning more about overcoming condemnation, about overcoming silent shame, about, about resisting the urge to shrink, be sure to check out my website at www.ebonydjames.com. You can also purchase my book, Silent Shame, The Master's Keys to Overcoming Condemnation to Receive Healing and Restoration. Also on that website, and it's also available on Amazon. If you found value in today's episode where I talked about resisting the urge to shrink, be sure to subscribe to the show and make sure you leave a rating. That's one way you can support this podcast by leaving a rating and sharing it with your family, your friends, your communities, your groups. And then while you're at it, make sure you follow me on Instagram at underscore Ebony, E-B-O-N-Y, D as in dog, James, underscore. Again, that's underscore Ebony, D James, underscore. Also, and I'll leave you all with this. Every month of this year, on the second of each month, I will be hosting a women's life group called the Unveiling Women's Life Group, where my sole aim is to break limiting beliefs, dismantle condemnation and shame, help women discover their identity as a daughter of the Most High God, and stand on the promises of God and recover all. Right, so if you are a woman who has been looking for a community, I have a virtual life group that's taking place on the second of every month. And you can um, go to www.ebonydjames.com slash life group to sign up for that. And you will get an email letting you know the dates, the times. The next one, of course, is, of course, is on March 2nd, 2022 at 7.22 p.m., and you will get the Zoom link and everything once you enroll. And so thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope this podcast has blessed your life. I hope it has helped you in some way, or um, way, shape, or form. And so be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Bye.